Aloha everyone, I'm your host, Christina Laney Mitri, and welcome to Smart Living Hawaii's podcast, where we discuss smart homes and technology, sustainability, healthy lifestyles, and smart business. Today, we will continue our Sustainable Leaders series and have a talk story with Scott Cooney as we dive into his eco-entrepreneurial endeavors and sustainable initiatives over the years. Aloha, Scott. Aloha. Hi. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Before we begin, I always like to do a quick little snapshot on his bio. So here we go. Scott is a serial eco-entrepreneur who has started five mission-driven companies. Pono Home, where he currently serves as CEO, has grown from Scott's living room to a downtown office where we're at today, and uh, 12 employees. The company has reduced more than 200 million gallons of water consumption and 15 million pounds of carbon pollution per year, and saved its customers more than $3 million a year on their utility bills. He has also started Pono Home Essentials, and we'll definitely dive into that business as well. Scott is also a speaker, author, educator, and consultant over the years. Um, He continues to speak to audiences about sustainable business, solutions to climate change, media matters, and zero waste issues. He has many awards under his belt and one to walk the talk as we all work hard towards bettering Hawaii for our future. Thank you, Christina. That's very kind of you. I hope that's all true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we'll find out under an hour what what you've got under your sleeves. So um, let's see. We've briefly met in passing a few times and I really wanted to get him on our podcast because of all the great stuff he's doing. So maybe we can start with your background. What got you into this? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's been an interesting journey. I, I um, When I was uh, 17, I um, my family moved from one high school to another uh, area and I ended up uh, going from the flatlands to the mountains and I in got where? in. Uh, Virginia, Virginia, uh, Southwest Virginia, and I got into hiking and the outdoors, and I was like, "Whoa, this is so beautiful!" And I just kind of became a love affair with with nature from there, and um, that sort of just uh, started the the evolution of of my journey towards being a sustainable business person. <laughs> yeah. So um, you have to have something that drives you, and that that was uh, from the get go. I just saw this um, that nature was so beautiful, and that we needed to take care of it. And because it takes care of us, and we can go outside and we go for a walk, like our nerves, re, you know, settle down, and it's healthy for us. Eco psychology is a very real thing. So um, for me, it's about self preservation as much as it is about preserving the koalas and the pandas and everybody else. Yeah. Oh man, Australia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, moving on to um, well, how did you end up in Hawaii? So <clears throat> I was in San Francisco. And I was working for a sustainability consulting firm there, and uh, we hit the recession of 2008. And by 2009, we, most of our contracts had dried up, so I got laid off in the middle of 2009. And uh, met um, randomly on vacation a woman who was the head of the Sustainability Association of Hawaii. She was oh. on vacation in San Francisco, and we just became instant friends. And uh, just had this great conversation, spent a whole weekend hanging out, me showing her around San Francisco and showing her all the cool sustainable things that were happening, Um, talking to her about her sustainability consulting work. Um, I had worked for Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, Eastman Chemical, um, 
uh, Duke Power <clears throat> and a handful of others, big Fortune 500 companies. That's who our, our firm was working with. And she was uh, enthralled by all this all this stuff and said, you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that needs to happen out in Hawaii and uh, and everybody's interested in it. So you should consider coming out there. Mm-hmm. So she, I think she planted a seed and then within about six months, I think I had picked up and moved out here. <laughs> Did you have you come to Hawaii before then? Or you just, I had yeah. been once or twice actually, yeah. So I came when I was 16 on vacation and learned to surf in Waikiki uh, with my brother. And, Did you uh, surf in West Virginia side too or no? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Never never surfed on the East Coast until I um, got out to the West Coast. So, oh, okay. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then... a lot um, of people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what brought me out here. And then uh, I really dove in. I, that's when I started uh, a company that was really a, a sustainability consulting and education company. Um, and that evolved over the years, but it was the foundation of everything I was doing out here. Awesome. So. So when you came here and you started your businesses, um, what got you into, I guess, working with homes? Because that's, was yeah. that your first, is Puno Home your first endeavor or was that? With the home on the residential side, um, it, it is. And what's interesting is that um, that firm that I started that was uh, kind of a consulting and education firm, uh, you know, we were running a couple of blogs. We were doing some consulting work. We had some memberships with with business owners that were interested in kind of greening their businesses, all small kind stuff. You know, and this nothing... started in what year? Uh, in 2010, I started it in San Francisco, and then I moved out here with it because it was a digital, you know, work anywhere kind mm-hmm. of kind of business. Um, so I tied up my loose ends in San Francisco and came out here with that company already started. Oh, so cool. I didn't come out here looking for a job. I came out here with my company yeah. to try and do things that were cool out here in Hawaii. Awesome. So um, after a couple of years of doing that and doing some really interesting things with some technology and um, some people that were working around the world, I recognized that we weren't really, as much as we were educating, it was really hard to measure mm-hmm. what our impacts were. And I'm a, I'm a guy who likes impact. And so I, I looked at that and said, okay, well, what, what could we add on to this service as an educational service? And what was funny was every uh, one of my friend's homes that I would go into, I'd always be being like, oh, you know, you could do this or you could do that. And people would be like, oh, that's interesting. I never considered that. And so just living a, a green lifestyle and doing all that education I, I think I got to a point where I was a bit of a, a green home expert. Mm-hmm. And after doing this for a couple of people, many people started saying you should do this for a living. You know, why don't you, why don't you just get in and do this? So I hired, um, I started figuring it out, did about 30 homes. I just put a duffel bag together literally with tools and grabbed some inventory and uh, went out and I did about 30 homes and then recognized that there was a market for it. And so I hired, uh, actually promoted a guy from within my company to become the president of that other company, and then uh, spun Pona Home off as a separate entity. So let's dive into Pona Home. Can you explain what it is you do and that, like, what the service is and anything else um, about it, so everybody can understand um, what to do and how to participate? Sure. So we start off, I mean, you know, real estate pretty well. So um, <clears throat> we start off by going in and doing a bit of an audit, and the first thing we do is look around, uh, see what's available for upgrading. Um, so there's things like lighting, appliances. Um, water fixtures, um, electronics, that sort of thing, where you can spot waste by doing an audit. And so what I would do is go through the home, look for waste. And uh, easy examples, incandescent or halogen lights, 
uh, use a lot of electricity. Uh, LED lights sip electricity. They mm-hmm. use very, very little. So it's almost a 90% reduction in electricity, and the light quality is the same. Light spectrum is the same. Uh, the dimmability is the same. Mm-hmm. So the technology was there. So this five years ago, this this was not something people knew about. Yeah. Well, um, I would say five years ago they had things more for commercial too, right? Yes. I mean, and did you do you guys you guys do commercial as well? No, or there were, do you just do residential? We do small business. Okay. Um, but there were there were a handful of other players in the larger business retrofitting uh, business industry, yeah. and uh, I wanted to really focus on a place where there was absolutely no competition. Exactly. Um, so in the residential space, there was really nobody doing what we were doing. And I looked around, and there were a couple of companies on the mainland that were doing something similar but different. And so I tweaked it for the Hawaii model um, for a warmer climate and kind of figuring out that electricity rates were so high and we could do various things and have a a very rapid uh, return on investment for people, very, very quick payback period. And so so we do the audit, go through, we make recommendations if people want to act on those recommendations. We fix the things, whatever it is. If it's a toilet that's leaking, we'll try and fix it. Uh, if lighting needs to be repaired or replaced, we do that. Um, shower heads, faucet fixtures, you know, all the things. Uh, and then we do research on appliances and say, oh, well, most of your appliances are okay, but your water heater really needs to go. Mm-hmm. And so people can make a smart decision with their money when they're thinking about upgrading. Yeah. Do you actually kind of give them numbers as to, okay, well, your water heater is so ancient and is very inefficient. Like, this is what it would be like if you, so. Yes, yeah, we, we so. try to do that. It's um, it's an in, inexact science with a lot of those things. Um, but what we try to do is tell people where there's, you know, incentives, um, where there's a rapid payback. So if, if a new water heater would pay for itself in a year or two years, we put that information in front of somebody and be like, well, this will, you know, we don't know exactly, but between a year and two years, you will recoup all of your money. And mm-hmm. then for the rest of the life of that water heater, you, it's just money in your pocket. Yeah. So. Okay. And then what would you say, how much does it cost to have you come out? So we do inf- a free audit. Right? It's yeah, free. Wow. It is free. So we charge, we, we uh, put a $60 fee on it, but as long as people post to either their Facebook or their Instagram, saying they're really excited about getting a Pono Home audit, then we waive that $60 fee. Awesome. So that's our way of doing like a little bit of viral marketing. Okay. Um, so uh, so as long as they post, we come out, we'll do the audit for free. And then what we do is we put a proposal in front of them and say, no obligation at all, but here's what we can do. We can do this, this, and this, and it'll pay for itself in four months, six months, et cetera. Um, you know, would you like to go forward with it? And yeah. people can kind of pick and choose. It's like an a la carte menu. Mm-hmm. And they can say, oh, I want um, LEDs in this room, uh, but I really want this you know, particular crazy weird bulb that I've got in my bathroom. I want to keep that one. All good. So what other partners do you work with? Because, um, well, I've done a, co- a podcast with Hawaii Energy. Mm, nice. Um, and I don't know. I know they have a lot of incentives that... You can also, I'm assuming that you probably trickle down to them mm-hmm. or kind of have them know about their programs. Do you do uh, multifamily yes, by chance? we do. Yeah, because they so have we, a program that I think they also would like more help with. So I'm going to try to help push that uh, market as well because we do have, I don't know if you've heard, have you heard about the Bill 7? Bill 7, um, no. No, I will update you and get okay. you all the information on that. But it does relay to... Um, uh, A2, apartment zoned, which multifamily kind of can fall into this category as well. Um, but anyhow, 
they are having to retrofit a lot of homes um, that are in that category um, with Bill 7, and it might be of interest to you. Okay, we'll very talk cool. more about that um, <clears throat> offline, and um, we'll get you the information. But um, Hawaii Energy does have a lot of extra perks. So I, how do you, do you work with them or we do. partner? We so. do. Uh, we've been a residential subcontractor for Hawaii Energy for awesome. a couple of years now. So, um, so we do some work through them. Uh, we try to send them as many appliance upgrades and rebate information from the customers that we're working with. Um, so Hawaii Energy is an amazing resource and a, a blessing to this community for sure. I know, so yeah. They, um, it, what's really interesting is uh, sometimes they say, oh, clean energy is too expensive or it's, it's too challenging or whatever. But Hawaii Energy uh, showed that they were able to produce clean energy at one cent per kilowatt hour wow. in their last report. And what that means is uh, right now we're paying 35 cents roughly per kilowatt hour. Yeah, here on and we're probably the most expensive anywhere. <laughs> In the nation, yes. And so to produce uh, solar, you're not going to get anywhere near one cent per kilowatt hour. So the cheapest electricity is the electricity you just don't use. Yeah. And so Hawaii Energy, that's their entire model, is focusing on the energy that you do not use. And it's a beautiful thing for, um, for the investment that we make in those rebates as taxpayers it is an incredible return on investment in terms of savings to the people who get those rebates and then also for pollution and also for keeping our the rest of our electricity costs down. Because obviously the less barrels of oil that are coming to Hawaii, uh, the less expensive our electricity is going to be. Yeah, so um, we're all working really hard in everybody's capacity to, um, you know, Hawaii Energy does have a lot that we can utilize. And I think a lot of us have no clue <laughs> as to how we could tap into that. But it is, I don't want to say free money, but it is, it is um, there are opportunities where um, all of us can benefit from what they offer. So I'm, this is one way too, I think, you know, by working with you guys, um, they'll be able to provide, you know, hey, this these are things you can use, you know, yes. so there'll be educational pieces for us. So. Now that we have an understanding of what Pono Home is, um, I would definitely like to dive into Pono Home Essentials because this is how I first got connected, I think, with you guys and your businesses um, because it's something to me when you... A lot of our listeners are green to green, so they're just starting out. Green to green. Yes, that's what I try to call it because they're um, they know very little, and maybe they're trying to catch up and yeah. wanting to see what Hawaii's doing, wanting to see how they can contribute. Yes. Um, because this is a situation where every little bit helps, and if everybody just makes a small change, then it turns it kind of grows. And when you do get into this world, it's one of those things that you're like, oh, I'll recycle, or you'll do something small but then you start to um see the bigger picture and you start to um feel like oh, i could do a little bit more here i could do a little bit more here yes. and um this is one of those um solutions yes. i feel because you know we're getting we're on an island and we're in a situation where um okay there's amazon and you know you buy everything and it's all coming and importing to hawaii and you're like well at what point can i still live a comfortable life and and access some of these things so why don't you explain to us what pono home essentials does as a solution to some of our plastic <laughs> yeah absolutely so we've been retrofitting homes for a number of years and one of the things we do is education and so um, we have a book that we give people while we're doing our audit they can read through our book and see tips and tricks for 
saving energy, saving water, living healthier, using less chemicals in their home, stuff like that. So one of the most popular parts of that book is this chart that we had of all the toxic ingredients in personal care products, um, toothpastes and sunscreens and soap and whatever else. And people would always get caught up in that. And especially we do some work with the military. So we do um, Navy and Marine housing here on island as well. And the military spouses were just blown away by this. And they would quickly go through and start looking at their dish soap and be like, God, this is just all chemicals. And it's put in, it's in a plastic bottle and the plastic bottles leaching into the, into the soap. And then they'd, you know, go into their bathroom and be like, oh my God, everything in here is just chemicals and it's all plastic. And oh my God, what do I do? So we would see this over and 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 over. And it was unbelievable. I went through probably three service technicians over the course of a couple of years working on the military side. And each one of them was like, geez, every time I go into a home, these military spouses are freaking out over the chemicals that are in their products and the well, chemicals and that are in their, their kids home, and their-, <laughs> their dog, their kids, you know. Um, so, so yeah, so basically what we wanted to do is develop a chemical-free, toxic-free line of personal care products, but take it to another level exactly, or two other levels and make it all local source and make it zero waste. So that's what we've done with Pono Home Essentials. So rather than, you know, a plastic bottle that is full of chemicals uh, that comes from the mainland, we have an aluminum bottle that is uh, full of a, a beautiful organic liquid shampoo or body body wash or whatever um, that has no toxic chemicals in it whatsoever. And then when you're done with it, it goes back in a box and ships back to our office where we clean and refill. So we take all the packaging back and then we refill it with more local organic stuff. And then we put it back in a box and ship it back to the customer. Yeah. So we then eliminate the plastic bottle situation. Yes. And the chemicals. Yes, yeah. and the chemicals. So and I all mean, the and all the um, fossil fuels that it took to transport a bottle of Pert Plus from the mainland to Hawaii, and all the shipping problems that we have with offloading cargo and da da da. Yeah, like all these problems just go away. Yeah, so everything is done here locally, which is really nice. Yes. Um, and so I know it, it's saying shipping, but this is just commutes uh, here on island. Yes. Or what we make here um, in the islands stays here in the islands. So everything that's made here ships here. Mm-hmm. Everything that we make in our um, Las Vegas facility ships to places on the mainland. Okay. So we don't ship any Hawaii products to the mainland and vice versa. So um, I'm always interested in the business side of things. So how did you get into, it's almost like beauty products, I guess, or, you know, because um, it's shampoos. Maybe you could mm-hmm. give a list of what type of products you guys have. Sure. We have shampoo, conditioner, body wash, lotion, sunscreen, lip balm, bar soap, uh, dish soap. Um, uh, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, we have laundry stuff. We have... Uh, some we essential oil things. Essential yeah. oil things. We have room deodorizer sprays. We have a deodorant now. Uh, I'm kind of blanking. We just we yeah. have a lot of new yeah. products. Um, so who makes them? Where do I mean? How are they being created? And yeah, we've we've been developing we internally. We've been developing recipes for uh, for more than two and a half years now. Okay. And uh, the idea kind of started with one of my former technicians who was working on the military side. And uh, she was a, a spouse of a, of a uh, military service person. 
and she was uh, going and changing the light bulbs and doing the yeah. faucet fixtures out uh, on the Marine Corps base. And she and I were always talking about products on the side and zero waste and getting rid of plastic and stuff like that. So it really was kind of a co-creation between her, her name is Sarah, and me to create these products and to create all the systems that we have in place to ship stuff to people and to have re- free return shipping so people can return the empties back to us mm-hmm. and get their deposits back. So she she helped me co-create this. And, uh, you know, we've, we've got some, we've got a, a broad line of products at this point and we're getting into cleaning sprays and we're getting into like so many other things. So there's a lot of stuff. Toothpaste is in development. So we're going to get rid of all those little plastic tubes that you squeeze I, for toothpaste. That would be great. Right? <laughs> so, so yeah. Or so just, I mean, if there's a way to make bulk items too yeah, for absolutely. like businesses and stuff, I think yeah. that'd be great. And so we do some of that. We just started getting into doing, we're going to do our first hotel here pretty soon where we'll be refilling uh, bottles for them. Um, oh, that's perfect for their, because now they're having stuff, stations, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Instead of all these little tiny micro bottles that are just exactly such a waste such right? a waste yeah such an insane waste so um so yeah so we're, we're we're trying to solve that problem and uh so there's you know every day is new and interesting and fun and the market is pretty early no you know, it is and here so i think the biggest thing when we're we're on an island now yeah. on islands you know thousands of miles away from everything and at the end of the day it's like we still import like 90, 95% of everything, so, much, stuff, so yeah. much that comes in. So it's like so much fossil fuel is used just to bring everything here. And at the end of the day, I mean, we we have to make it financially sound to still do these things mm-hmm. and afford this. So the more, the larger and the bigger, that, the more that we could support companies like you guys um, to upscale it right and do that then then the price can come down because i know right now i'm sure if you go online it's going to be more than that you know (laughs) bo5 whatever (laughs) bottle at walmart of course yes we can't we can't compete with those prices at this point yeah it is what it is it's definitely true but at the end of the day if we can i mean we just did a podcast with malama eco products and they're they're in that same situation too right so they're they are doing um, R&D and they are building and creating their own products but at the same time financially everything is done you know in Asia yes. and the you know manufacturing so um, to find a way to make it where they can do it here and then it still be a price point that we can all afford yes it's probably the ultimate goal yeah so. if, if you think about it in the long run how how will Hawaii transition away from having all of these things uh, being shipped in from China and from everywhere else <laughs> yeah. slight interruption outside the uh, <laughs> recording studio at the moment <laughs> but if you think about in the the long term how things will be um, transitioning um, if if for instance there would be a price on carbon uh, that would raise the price of fossil fuels mm-hmm. right and so anything being shipped here from 3,000 miles away would have a couple of cents tacked on as a bit of a carbon tax and so that's why people fight against the carbon tax is because they don't want to pay a couple extra cents you mm-hmm. know, for their VO5 shampoo. They don't want to pay a uh, dollar six. They want to pay ninety nine cents, yeah. you know, or whatever it is. Um, it shows you how much I know about VO5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's ten dollars at this point. But anyway, um, so the idea there is that that carbon tax wouldn't hurt our business at all because we are carbon less or mm-hmm. a lot less carbon. 
So our prices will stay the same where those other competitor prices will go up. Mm -hmm. So the idea of um, having uh, stuff being shipped here from 3,000 miles away, it's going to continue to be cheaper as long as fossil fuels are subsidized. Mm -hmm. And they're subsidized in that there's no cost on pollution, there's no cost on carbon emissions, um, there's, you know, there's actual literal subsidies, tax subsidies uh, to the ExxonMobils of the world, which we absolutely have to get rid of. Um, so if those things happen, then our prices become very competitive with stuff that comes from elsewhere. And then all of a sudden you're going to see a lot more local manufacturing and the economies of scale on that are going to come to a point where local goods will outcompete the goods that are coming from 3,000 miles away. Yeah, that's, so that's the that's ideal. Goal. Yes, yeah. and that mm. would be ideal, uh, especially being here. If we if we can support local, I know that everybody would would choose to do so. But yeah. at this point, I right. know not everybody can afford to. Exactly. So if we can get it to that place, it's where we want to be. And I think that you know, pioneering companies like yourselves are the ones that are going to get this up and started. So how is your business right now? Is it just kind of booming or? Um, it's really yeah. There's an area of growth too, I guess too, right? Um, yeah, it's really good. We're in a really good space. So um, you know, the the long and short of it is that Pono Home Essentials has been subsidized by Pono Home mm -hmm. uh, since its inception. Um, I've put a lot of my own time into it, which I don't you know bill correctly or whatever. Uh, and the um, revenue that we're receiving from Pono Home Essentials does not cover our expenses on that side. And that's fine. It's um, that's the way that these things get incubated and grown uh, is to have uh, a place to start and then you grow from there. But the economies of scale we've already seen have dropped our prices. At the beginning, we had to charge uh, $25 for a lot of our products. Mm -hmm. And all of them are down below 20 at this point for a large bottle of organic, locally made, zero waste shampoo, conditioner, all that kind of stuff. Um, so across the board, uh, with the soaps, the the room deodorizers, the sleepy time spray, all the things, our prices have come down since the beginning, probably by about twenty five percent. And as we continue to get economies of scale going, I'm well, gonna like with the hotel, you know, kind of type of yes. product, right? If you're then doing things on a big scale for, and you have big projects coming down, doing. I guess it can offset. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and it's it's going to happen. So this is this is a very natural curve for a lot of companies that get started, as they need investment on the outside. They can get started before they become profitable. And thankfully, we didn't need the investment because Pono Home was already making enough to cover the expenses of developing this mm -hmm. secondary line. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Um, so we're hoping to hit break even this year with Pono Home Essentials, which would be great. And uh, and then it will kind of just become its own entity at some point, self-sustaining yeah. entity, which is which is great. That's kind of the goal. Yeah, and I think we will all need it <laughs> here yeah. in Hawaii. It'd be great to have something here locally. Yeah. Um, let's dive into. I think you have another business. I think you have numerous ones, but this uh, fourth one that you did and started, and it has a much more of a global reach. Could you tell us about that one, Clean Tech? Technica? Clean Technica, yes. Technica? So, okay. Yeah, so Clean Technica, so as I said, when I came out here, I was doing a little consulting. We had some blogs, um, and we had kind of more of an educational approach. Um, one of the blogs uh, that we've kept over the years, we've bought and sold many blogs over the years, but the one, the primary one that we've um, kept is this one called Clean Technica. Clean Technica um, is the world's largest clean energy news website. 
and has uh, roughly between five and seven million readers per month. Um, and we have a YouTube channel with about 15,000 subscribers. Um, we had uh, one video, got over a million views uh, just recently, um, talking about uh, why the, <laughs> it was a funny video, it was why the glass broke on the Tesla truck when they were like really? <laughs> demonstrating it. Yes. <laughs> so obviously people were Googling for that information. Why did the glass break? Um, so anyway, so this is, uh, we cover a lot of electric vehicles, solar, wind, geothermal, all the news in clean energy. And we also try to shine a light on solutions to other things like plastic and other problems that are associated with the fossil fuel industry. So, um, so Clean Technica is a powerful force for good. And as I said, I hired somebody who is smarter than me to run it, and he's done an amazing job. <laughs> and where is he located? Uh, he lives in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know, because everything is, well, that industry can be wherever at this point, even these podcasts. But um, so they have... You have podcasts too, right? And you have other things as well. We do. Yeah, which yeah. is much larger than ours, but ours is more local. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's uh, Everybody's got their own niche and their own market. So Yeah, own... so your focus, what would you say your focus is on when you have cars or vehicles? Yeah, so electric vehicles is kind of like our primary focus. Okay. It's kind of our, our, our real niche of where we're where we're focused. And, uh, you know, just recently Volkswagen said they wanted to be the market leader in electric vehicles by 2025. Really? Mm-hmm. And so their, yeah. their CEO and their board are going all in on uh, electric vehicles, at least according to what they say. Did you see that video on, on them? The one, it was like, it was a Netflix. They had a series no. on Volkswagen. I was disappointed, but the- I guess they're trying to revive themselves yeah. from their downfall yeah the, i mean the, the whole diesel emission scandal it was all the people that were sort of involved in that have either gone to jail or been ousted from the company so hopefully all the people that are left are the good people so yeah. that's we're fingers crossed on that and we'll see um because back in 2010 they said the same thing and it was really interesting we, we covered that in an article just actually this morning i was just literally just reading it before um we started that uh, in 2010, Volkswagen announced that they would be the market leader by 2018 in electric vehicles. And to this day, they still don't really have an electric vehicle presence. So huh. really fascinating. Um, it would be pretty cool for them to bring back that. My dad has always had um, VW vans and he has, I think his his is worth so much because they haven't done it, but the pop-up top, yes, absolutely. the most, like the Euro van with the pop-up top, yep. you know, and so, yeah, people ask him every day if they if he would want to sell it. He hasn't sold it No, yet. it's an amazing thing. It's, that's like... Uh, and then make that energy efficient. That would be amazing. Right, right, totally. <laughs> um, that would be the, that would be the dream. An yeah. electric Volkswagen van that you could pop up a tent and go surf yeah right (laughs) that would be cool well um also i guess i wanted to move into um after that one some of the give back that you guys do um i would love to i actually have a lot of friends and people that are either teachers or farmers so maybe you could talk about that give back because that was kind of cool yeah i I like that idea and concept absolutely we call that our live pono program and what we do is we pool money from a patreon account and so patreon.com is this uh website where people can pitch in a couple of bucks per month to support something that they like um and a lot of podcasters actually use it and so people can subscribe to their podcast and you say 
hey, pitch in a dollar for every one of my podcasts, and then I'll do cool stuff that you'll really enjoy. And so we thought, well, maybe we could start that up and collect a couple of bucks from you know a couple of people and uh, pool that money and then go do a free Pono Home service for teachers. So that's primarily where we're focused as public school teachers. Um, they're the ones who need it the most. Um, they can least afford it. And so for us, we can go in and do a service for a teacher and cut 10 to 20% off their electric and water bill. And that helps save them money. But much more importantly, we're in their home and we're teaching them about energy conservation. And they're turning around and going to their students and being yeah. like, wow, kids, I just had this coolest program come to my house last night. And right. holy cow, check this out. So do you do things with schools too? Or uh, no, not so much? Not so much. Yeah, yeah not yet. Yeah. That Live Pono program, we'd love to expand that. Um, yeah. It's been it's been uh, a couple of years we've been trying to kind of get it off the ground. Um, but it's not really our focus because we don't make any money on it. Yeah. And so it's like one of these things I'm really hoping that it kind of gets going. Maybe I can uh, talk to Hawaii Energy and have like a universal. Because I just think it should be something that's education through the kids, you know, yeah. that get them on board. Yes. Like they... We always have the firefighters thing, right? And then dare and drugs mm-hmm. and things like that. But I think I remember there being like energy things when we were little, but I don't know what they do nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look into that. My daughter's my daughter's ten, um, and I'm having a new one soon, <laughs> very soon. So I've been thinking about these kind of things and getting the kids involved. So yeah. um, that's great. And I'm definitely going to uh, put in some requests for some of my teacher friends as well. Nice. Um, and then how about the partnerships that you guys, I guess you have canvassing, Pono coupons, uh, lead generation, newsletters. I mean, maybe share some of those ideas as well, because however we can get you connected to Pono Home would be great. So thank you. I, you know, there's we we do a lot of other things, and uh, it's we're we're now a, a fairly good sized company at this point. And I think once you hit the past the five year mark, the Small Business Administration stops keeping track um, <laughs> because they say something like eighty percent go out of business within the first five years. So I think we're no longer a startup, which is kind of neat. Yeah. And uh, which is you started with um, your startup. Did was it with Accelerator? Or, yes. 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 Back in 2014. Yeah. Awesome. So that's when it spun off and became a new company. Awesome. After those first 30 homes. So so yeah. So I, I think that we've given listeners a lot of information, and you know I don't want to go into every one of our programs, but suffice to say we we have done a lot. We're doing some cool things, and we're testing a lot of things to see if there's like market traction for it. Um, so I, I love to innovate. It's one of my favorite things. And so testing a thing here and testing a thing there is kind of like, it scratches a little itch for me mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I do a lot of work administratively just to keep the ship running and make sure all my people have what they need. Um, so for me, I get to play and experiment a little bit on the side with new programs and stuff like that. So do you have anything new coming down the pike that you can share with us? We do, but I can't. all right well that's good to know they do have that book that he was talking about um green living ideas um which is a great little um book to get or read through you can get online i think we have a a digital version that's two dollars and 99 cents that people can download um and then we have a print edition that's just seven dollars yeah and that's available at greenlivingideas.com yeah 
But I think the best thing and the free thing would be to just give them a call and see about getting your home evaluated through them because it's going to save you money and、um, you'll be educated as to what to do.、Um, we do have a lot coming down. I went to the NER.、Um, Conference in November. I met with, I have some podcasts coming down the line as well. It might actually air before this one with、um, Green Home Builders and the,、awesome. um, an appraiser too. That these two are people that travel, you know, and actually educate. And we do have Hawaii Energy working with、um, John Shipman, who's one of the educators for Green Homes. And he's Gonna come back, do some more educational classes here. But this will, they're in California and other states that are very progressive with green homes、mm-hmm. and living healthy green lives that、um, will hopefully jumpstart us. Yes. So I wanna connect you with all of them as well. And when they do come out here,、um, even getting into home inspectors、yeah. and appraisers、yes. and all of that. And I think maybe that might. Might be something you might be. I don't know. You guys are already almost like a home inspector. It's, it's been on our list for a long、um, time. And so they are talking <laughs> about、um, reaching out to、um, home inspectors to get this type of green certification as well. Cool. So I'm going to have to chat with you about that、awesome. offline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyhow, I think that's it. What's the best way for them to reach you?、Um, I'm going to have all these links as well on. Online that you guys can see, but if you want to give a shout out to how they can reach you, yeah, all of that is fine. The ponohome.com, we have a contact link there, so you can get in touch with us there.、Um, info at ponohome.com is our general inbox for any general inquiries.、Um, so, yeah, drop us a line. Okay, well,、yeah. awesome. Thank you so much.、Uh, that pretty much wraps up everything. And thanks, Scott. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can go to www.smartlivinghi.org. O-R-G. We did move to a nonprofit now, so it's not .com. Also, follow us on Instagram at, at smart underscore living underscore Hawaii and like us on Facebook. Mahalo. And, and until next time, live smart. Smart.